ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Hello, good evening, and welcome to After the Fact, episode 24 of series 5. And I'm John Nolan, your host, and thank you for joining me today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. In series 5 of After the Fact, every episode has been about a different country, and we will continue that pattern tonight. And I will reveal what the country is momentarily. But first, let's go and meet tonight's teams. We normally go with the blue team first, but we actually have... The sole player who's in the studio is a red teamer, so we're going to go say hello to him. And it is Sean McDermott. Good. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you, John. We haven't seen you in uh, an age and a half. It's about three, I think. Last time I was here. <laughs> Episode three. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. You're welcome back. Thank you. You must have been studying oh, big studying time hard. since uh, you were with us. So that's, that bodes very well for your performance tonight. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I wish you well. Thank you. And while we're on the Reds, I suppose we'll stick with them. So we'll go and meet... Sean's teammate is Mark Lynch. Hi. How are you doing, Mark? Not too bad, not too bad. Best of luck. Let's go and meet your opponents tonight. And it is the blue team, who I think it's fair to say have decided to quit with the pussyfooting around. And let's just go for it here. So they are represented by player number one, Mr. Patrick Carthy. Good evening, Patrick. Good evening, John. Uh, you are one of, I think, two players, Patrick, on 100% record after several episodes and uh you're playing with the other one <laughs> tonight so let's I, i'm sure you're feeling pretty confident that's all i'm thinking anyway uh best of luck to you and we'll say hello to your teammate who is the other one that indeed mr david mcbrien coming to us from edinburgh good evening david hi how's it going good and how are you feeling tonight a, a, a little bit rushed but uh, <laughs> a little uh, bit uh, rushed <laughs> Finished Ooh. work about 20 minutes ago, oh, but see, uh, I I'm uh, good to go. Well, you know, it, it could be the adrenaline flowing within you, Dave, so it might actually be a performance booster. Who knows? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All right. Let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy, and he's going to tell us what tonight's country is as well. Good evening, Clancy. Good day, everyone. This week's show is all about Denmark. Now let's get on with it. Oh, okay, no hanging around from Clancy there. We're off to Denmark tonight. Let's go and start with round number one. This is our multiple choice round. In this round, I will give the teams... Sorry, I will give each player a question with three potential answers. And if they can give me the correct answer on their own, they get two points for their side. If they need help, that's fine. They can confer with their teammate, but they'll only get one point. A wrong answer, though, will see the other two options offered across to the opponents for a potential uh, one-point bonus. Now, it's an even-numbered show. That means we're starting with the blue team tonight. So, which of the blues would like to go first? Uh, you, you, you go first, Patrick. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Patrick, you're up, and here it is. The Danish flag holds the world record for being the oldest continuously used national flag. In which century was it introduced? Option A, the 13th century. Option B, the 15th century, or option C, the 17th century. Okay. 
I was thinking along the, the older lines out of those, so I'll probably go 13th century. He's going for 13th century, and it's good for two points. It's correct. Yes? Well done. It was introduced after the Battle of Lindanese in 1219. And it's about, because it's so long ago, there's four or five legends trying to explain why they set upon these particular colours. But anyway, it seems uh, pretty confident they did start using it around that time. Okay. Okay, well done. That's uh, two points for the Blues. Red team, and Sean, you're here, so in you come. Tell me, please, how many official anthems does the country of Denmark have? Simple question. And the options are A, zero, B, one, or C, two. How many official anthems does the country of Denmark have? Sounds like a simple question till you're sitting here. It does sound like a simple question, I know that. I'm going to guess with zero. Cause you're going to go with zero? Yeah. You're not going to confer it, you're just going to say zero? It's going to say zero. Okay. Mm. I'm afraid that's not the right answer. So, uh, it goes across the blues for potential one point. Remaining options for how many official anthems the country of Denmark has is uh, B1 or C2? I believe it's well, two, uh, Dave, I think. Uh, well, I mean, I, was, I, I don't know this, but I was going to say... On the basis that there's no way he'd be asking the question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was 50 50 between zero and two, and they've nicely eliminated one of them for zero, us. So yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Anyway. yeah, I'm happy with two. Okay, you're going two. That's correct for a point. Yeah, it would be uh, some week I'll have to throw a real crafty one like that in where, like, it's obviously one. Uh, no, but it is two. They have, they have a national anthem and they have a royal anthem, but both are afforded the exact same status in their constitution. The royal anthem is called. King Christian stood by the lofty mast. And I love this one for their national anthem. It's called There is a Lovely Country. Sorry, it's a very kind of nice aspirational title for your anthem. Okay. Right. Back we go. Dave McBrien, you're up. And this one's for okay. you. Okay. Between January 1993 and April 2009, Denmark was led by three prime ministers. The first representative of the Social Democratic Party, and the second and third were from Venstra, the Liberal Party. But all three of these consecutive prime ministers shared the same surname. So what was that name? Your options available are... Yeah. Oh, we've got options, haven't I? Okay. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously feeling he knows this already. <laughs> well, anyway, here we go. A. Schmidt. B. Rasmussen. Or C. Janssen. Yeah, it's Rasmussen. Yes, it is. Correct. Good stuff. So they were in order... Paul Nirup Rasmussen was the leader from January 93 to November 2001. Anders Foch Rasmussen was from November 2001 to April 2009. And then Lars Lucha Rasmussen was from April 2009 to October 11. And then he got back in in June 15 and led until June of this year. So they're quite fond of the Rasmussens up there. All right. And final question is for Mark. Mark, Denmark was occupied by Germany during the Second World War. Unlike most other monarchs, Denmark's King Christian X remained in the country for the duration of the war. What did he do each day until ill health stopped him as a symbol of national resistance? So which of these things did he do every day? A. He hosted a radio show. B. He appeared on a palace balcony at 12 noon sharp each day. Or C. He took a daily horseback ride through the streets of Copenhagen. <clears throat> Ooh. I'll confirm that one. Okay, so you're going to have a chat with Sean. Right, Sean, and 
Uh, Mark, here it is again. What did King Christian X do each day throughout Second World War until ill health stopped him from doing it? A, it was the A, he hosted a radio show. B, he appeared on the palace balcony at 12 noon sharp each day. Or C, he took a daily horseback ride through the streets of Copenhagen. If I had to guess, I'd say the balcony myself, but I'm not sure. Have any idea, Mark? Um, radio... Yeah, I was kind of... Yeah, I kind of thought that one was a bit... It kind of seemed the most obvious one, but... Um, yeah, I was thinking the horseback myself, if I'm honest. Okay, All right. Um, so, do you want to go? With, which one do you want to go with? <laughs> go with the horseback. He's go. Oh, we've he's John's. He, Sean's changed midstream here. He's got an opt a different horse. So, yeah. <laughs> horseback is your answer. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's good for a point. Yes, he did indeed. Every day, go out for a ride on his horse. Didn't bring a guard or anything. Just went for a little trot around the town. Okay. So that's the end of the round, and let us go and see how the scores stand after round number one. Blue to five points. Red to one point. Okay, so it's a five points to one lead for the blue team. So on we go to round two. This is our connections round. In this round, the teams are playing as teams, and I will give them two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them, there and then they get three points for their side. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of info if they wish, but they were playing for two points and one point at those times. Uh, wrong answer, no matter when. We'll see all four pieces of info given across to the side. You can get a one-point bonus. We're going to start with the team that's trailing. That's the uh, red team. Reds, your first two pieces of info here are red cattle and blue cheese. Okay, so that's what you got there, Sean. And Mark, red cattle and blue cheese. Red cattle and blue cheese. Red cattle and blue cheese. What do you reckon, Mark? I'm thinking something towards it's kind of the maybe the one of the regions. Maybe it's the main produce that comes out because I know it's. I know, pig is the major, you know, um, food, you know, pork, whatever. Bacon is the main food out of it, but maybe there it's a specific region. I'm just trying to think. Um, do you want to get another piece of information? Might as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is your third piece of info. Playing for two points now. Red cattle, blue cheese, and bacon. Red cattle, blue cheese, bacon. Uh, Mike, worth going for your answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... The major produce that comes out of Denmark, the major food produce. Is that your answer, yes? Yeah. Okay. That's not what I'm looking for, I'm afraid. So across we go, and blue team are getting all four pieces of info. The air, red cattle, blue cheese, bacon, and pastry. Okay. So this is just things you can put Danish in front of, is it? Yeah. Or are they specifically That's correct. protection designated? Yes, it is simply just terms Danish. that you can put Danish in front of. So you've got Danish red cattle is a breed. Danish blue cheese, Danish bacon, and of course the Danish pastry, which I don't think is even Danish, but it's called that. All right, so well done, blues, hard luck reds. You were overthinking the question one there, I think. So across we go. Blues, this is your actual question. Lowering the voting age from 21 to 20 
and the elimination of male preference primogeniture. Huh. Um, would these be things they had referenda on in Denmark? Um, yeah, it's possible, all right. Uh, what would we be expecting after that? Uh, well, Euro or something like that? Like Maastricht, maybe, and... Uh, the Euro, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I just trying to see. I can't imagine what else. Yeah. Eliminate male, eliminating male preference, prima I mean, they could just. Be, uh, so it's presumably laws passed, but it, it's by by a certain person or at a certain time, or in a certain method. Mm. And uh, my inclination would be towards the referendum, but I'm not sure if we want to be gambling on it. Yeah, maybe maybe take another one. No. Okay. Okay, let's take yeah. that one. All right. We got lowering the voting age from twenty-one to twenty, elimination of male preference primogeniture, and the rejection of the euro. Yeah. Yeah, I should have gone for it. Should have gone for it. <laughs> okay, so these are subjects of referenda in Denmark, aren't they? That's correct for two points at this point. Yes. If it's a country that loves referendums as much as Ireland, it's Denmark. Loads of them there. And uh the final clue, which you didn't need, was going to be Maastricht 1 and Maastricht 2, right? Yeah. Which happened in 92 <laughs> and 93. Rejection of the euro was a referendum. It, it was rejected via referendum in 2000. The elimination of male preference primogeniture, the referendum on that, it was passed on 2009. And they lowered the voting age from 21 to 20 in 1971 via referendum. They actually had five different referendums between the late 40s and the late 70s, where they reduced the voting age from 25 to 23 to 21 to 20 to 18. Wow. So they're thorough. They're thorough. Okay, back across we go to the Reds. And here's what you get. Your first two pieces of information are the seven pointed star and Arnold Peter Muller. Okay, so we've got the seven pointed star and Arnold Peter Muller. Anything, lads? Nothing. <laughs> Um, I know that I I know that Joanne I've heard that Aaron Peter Muller he's the he's like into shipping isn't that the Muller Maersk he's the person who founded that so is right so is maybe what do you think is it would it be something like maybe are they Denmark would be big into shipping. Would they be? Would, is there a, a seven? Was a sorry, a seven-sided star? Was a seven-pointed star. Seven-pointed star. Would that be a? And Arnold Peter Muller. Would that be their? Would it be the symbol for it or anything? I'm not hundred percent sure the symbol of Muller, but I know that he did that. So I'm going to say, what do you think? Something would that be the? I think it's something to do with shipping, but whether it's there are two de- separate things or not, I'm not 100% sure. What do you think, John? Maybe go for another clue. <laughs> yeah, go for another clue, yeah. All right, no problem. We've got the seven-pointed star, Arnold Peter Muller, and Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips be shipping. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I'd say 
I'd say maybe I think from what I even remember, I think it was wasn't it was in the Maersk ship that Captain Phillips was possibly on. So I think they're all to do with the Maersk shipping company. Yes, is correct, Mark. Well done. Yeah, that's two points for your side there. Yes, they're all to the Maersk Group, which was founded one of, by Arnold Peter Muller and his father. Uh, but the, the full name is A.P. Muller Maersk. That's the full name of the company. Seven Point Star is simply their logo. It's a white seven-point star and a blue background. The uh, Captain Phillips, that movie from 2013 with Tom Hanks, based on the uh, 2009 hijacking of a ship called the Maersk Alabama, which is obviously a Maersk ship. And finally, if you'd needed a clue for it, it would have been container ships. I think that would have given it away yeah. big time. Anyway, that's two points for the Reds. Well done. Final question of the round for the Blues. And it is 6th of May, 1950. And Vigo and Emil Hoygaard, spelled H-O-Y-G-A-A-R-D. Vigo and Emil Hoygaard. Hmm. So is that a date of birth in somebody's parents or... Uh... Um, Possibly, yeah. 1950. Um, have you anything? Uh, nothing really, no. Um, it's too. Uh, oh. Well, that sounded like a penny drop right there or something, Dave. That was that the, uh, the sound no, of it. No, 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 wrong. Um, I need to get a penny drop sound effect. No, I, I, I think we probably need another clue. I don't think I come up with here. Okay. Would be some famous Danish person could be maybe born then, but I, yeah. I, think, I think we'd want another clue anyway to confirm it. So yeah, let's go for. It. Yep, go for another. Sure thing. Okay, we got sixth of May, nineteen fifty. Vigo and Emil Hoygaard. And your third piece of info is between two thousand two hundred and thirty and two thousand three hundred and ninety years old. Oh, oh right. Okay, so these are the people who found. Um, yeah, this is uh, it's something they found. Um, is it is it is it one of these bulk bodies or? Uh, um, yeah, I guess that that time probably is. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the name of the famous one from then? It's not Otzi. He's he's he was in the Alps, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, Otzi the Iceman. It's it's. I think it's probably somebody. Two thousand two hundred and thirty and three thousand three hundred and ninety years. Two, two, no, two thousand two hundred and thirty to two thousand three hundred and ninety. So. Or two It's about a hundred and sixty-year uh, estimation variable. I estimation of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's margin of error. That's the term I was looking for. There, I couldn't find it, but I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to do, guys? You've got so three I'm, pieces of info. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be something that they, that Vigo and Emil Hoygaard found on the 6th of May 1950 that is that old. <laughs> but what exactly it is, like, I'm not placing. Uh, I think I'm going to kick myself when I hear All right. it. Well, there is a fourth piece Have of you? info available now, if you want it. Well, what do you think, Patrick? Do we need the fourth one? It might shed a bit of light on just what it, what it is, but I'd say you have a pin down, it's just getting the name for it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that's it. All right, well, um, here you, well, I give it to you, the fourth piece, though. Yeah, go on, then. Yeah. Right. 6th of May, 1950, Vigo and Emil Hoygaard, between 2230 and 2390 years old. And your final line is actually a line. It's a quote, and it is, Someday I will go to Aarhus to see his peat-brown head. Oh, 
Yeah, well, that doesn't uh, <laughs> all that all that does is confirm that we're talking about uh, a, 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 a bug body, basically, which just can't let you remember his name. Uh, it's not no. I can, the only one I can think of is Ötzi, but I'm pretty sure he was in the Alps. Um, can you name any of these? Uh, no, uh, I'm stuck on this one. You know, okay. it's a very well preserved. Um, God, some someday I'll go to our house to see his peat brown head. Now, um, I don't know. Maybe that's a line somebody wrote about it. Maybe it's actually on. Oh, hang on. Unless that was a, a text oh, that they unearthed, and that no. But I don't think our house would have dated that old. Mm. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, I'm going to have to push you to make a call or a decision or a pass, please. Well, we'll see if we can get sure. it by being vague. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 is, is it just the, 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 the famous Danish bog body discovered uh, uh, then? Uh, yes, but that's not getting your point. <laughs> so. No, okay. So I need, I, I, need a t uh, I need more than you that. Need an Sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, I, was, I, I mean, it's, I'm certain it's wrong, cause I, but, I'll, but I, in the absence of anything else, I'll say Utsi. Okay. <clears throat> yes, you already knew that that was not the answer. Utsi was from the Alps about, what, uh, 30 years later, I think. So, uh, over we go. Reds, you might get a bonus here. You've heard all four pieces of info, so I suppose get straight to conferring. Uh, you've got the 6th of May, 1950, Vigo and Emil Hoygaard. The age estimate, 2230 to 2390, and then that quote, someday I will go to Aarhus to see his Pete Brown head. I think I know who it is, actually. Go on. Remember from my primary school history book? <laughs> yes. It's the Talent Man. The Talent Man is the correct answer. Well oh, done. well done. Well done. Yeah, indeed. He was found on the 6th of May, 1950. Boy, Dave McRyan knew all of this, right? By Vigo and Emil Hoygaard. He was estimated to be between 2230 and 2390 years old. That's approximately uh, 375 to 210 BC. And finally, I gave you the opening line to Seamus Heaney's poem, The Talent Man, from 1972. Right. Someday I will go to Aarhus to see his peat brown head. So since that was the title of the poem, and that is the title by which he is known, I'm afraid that's what I needed as an answer there. So, yeah, okay. No, well done, Mark, and the Reds, and that's a point for you. So let's go check the scores before we take our first ad break. Blue team eight points. Red team four points. So it's an eight points to four lead at this point for the Blues. We're going to take a quick ad break, and we'll be back in, whatever, two minutes' time, and we'll be doing the music round. This is After the Fact on Tamar's Community Radio, the weekly trivia quiz game. This week, the questions are all about Denmark. And after two rounds, the blue team, that is Patrick Carthy and Dave McBride, are on eight points. And they are double scores on the red team, who are Sean McDermott and Mark Lynch on four. Okay, and we have now reached round number three, and that is the audio round. So in this round, the teams will listen to a piece of music. And then I will ask them to give me the title of the artist and the title of the song for a point. And then there will be two subsequent questions that are also worth a point each. Wrong answers at any stage can be offered across for a one-point bonus. Right, we're going to start with the team that's trailing, as is our way, and that is the Reds. So for the Red team, here is your first piece of music. It's party time and I'm one minute we can lose 
Okay. Now, I tell you, there's, there's two songs in here tonight that are going to, I think, highlight age gaps because there's two songs here tonight that the people who are of the age when they were out will know them as super easy, and then the other people will be looking around going, what is that? Yeah? And I think we're having a bit of that here already. And it might be the other way around in a few songs' time. Anyway, so Red Team, who's that and what's the name of the song? I'll leave this one to you, Mark. I have no idea at all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the, yeah, I, it's Saturday night and it's Quickfield. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Very good. Yeah, Sean, don't worry. You've proved my point perfectly there, Sean. Yeah. Your time will come. <laughs> right? Okay. Now, uh, two subsequent questions, and here they are. Between September 23rd and November 4th of 1994, this song was number one in Ireland for five out of six weeks. Big hit. The interloper was Boyzone's first number one. A cover of which song was originally released by the Osmonds in 1974? So what's the name of Boyzone's first number one? Is literally what I'm asking. For a reason, it, is it? I don't know how you oh, know that. Oh, yeah. Look at the man with the Boyzone knowledge. That's, just, <laughs> that's impressive, Mark. Well done. And final question here. This might be a bit tougher. Sani Charlotte... Carlson, a.k.a. Wigfield, has had three top ten hits in Ireland, including this number one smash. Name either of the other songs with which she broke the top ten. I think she had one called Another Day. She did. <laughs> That's oh, well done. <laughs> oh, there you go. Man's getting kudos, props from us here for knowing that. That's pretty impressive. Well done, Mark. Okay, next piece of music is for the blue team, and here it is. Okay, so, uh, Blue Team, what's that? And who's it by, please? Oh, God, I recognise that. Um... <sighs> Give me time to... <laughs> I'm just uh, 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 have you anything here? Uh, not really, no, Dave. Okay. Uh, just give me a minute now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dave's going to try to hum his way to the chorus. <laughs> Yeah, uh, more or less, yeah. It's, it's... We could do a whole breakout karaoke special episode or something. <laughs> you get the point if I did find the song, or singing from when the music stops. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I can't give you too much longer now, I'm um, afraid. I'm, oh God, I'm going to kick myself, but no, I think I'm probably going to have to pass on that. Uh, Patrick, uh, any last minute inspiration coming into your head? No, not on that one. Okay, so that's a pass. Over we go. Uh, red team, you're back in. Make a point here. I've shown my age again because I think I know what it is. Go on, Merrick. Is it Turn Back Time by Aqua? It is. Turn Back Time by Aqua, yes. Do oh, <laughs> you know, that came to me just the last second. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky, David. Unlucky. Don't worry, though. You've got two more, two more questions on Turn Back yeah, Time. I, I, I want to recognise either of their, their other two hits. But <laughs> well, interestingly, you say that, David, because here's the question I was going to ask. I said, while the song reached the top of the UK charts in 1998, it was only number four hit here. Which two Aqua songs, though, have scored number ones in the Irish charts? 
Right, that's Barbie. Well, I presume it's their other two number ones in the UK, which were because the three number ones here was Barbie, Barbie and Doctor Jones. Yeah, I'll give you it, Barbie Girl. Barbie Sorry, Girl. Barbie Girl. That's what it's yeah. called. But I'll be all right in that one. Okay. So, last question. This song featured prominently on the soundtrack of which 1998 film starring Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, 98 Gwyneth Paltrow. Ah. Uh, is that when was sliding doors? Is that later? Uh, I, I think it's around that time. I thought it might have been ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Um, I mean, what else is she in around then? She's in Shakespeare in Love, actually, isn't she? But that's ninety-eight that's her, too. Actually. Then, mm, or is it? Mm. Or hang on, is that her? But I can't. That that, that doesn't seem. Yeah, it's the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you might have to punt on sliding doors. I haven't got much else. All right, so you're here. saying sliding doors? Yeah. It goes with that. Yeah, okay. okay. Turn back time being, you know, very on the money for the plot of sliding doors. Right, you did good there. And so back we go to the red team for the next piece of music. Right, before we hear any more, we have to come back to here. Good tune, though. Now, what is that, Red Team? And who's it by? I know that song so well. I'm drawing a blank <laughs> now. It's very annoying. Just when you needed it. Exactly. Don't worry, your moment doesn't come yet. You're fine. Um, right, uh, Mark, I think he's looking at you again. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to wrap my head. I think I know the name of the song. I'm just trying to think of the actual singer. Oh, it's... I know the name, I'm pretty sure, but it's just the, ah, it's Everybody is the song, um, and the singer, um, I'm just trying to think. All right. I think it's like Salvig, is it? Something Salvig? I'm afraid to tell you you're wrong. So we're going to offer that to the blue team. Okay. Have you got this, Patrick? Uh... I think I do. So, okay. Uh, I had no idea this guy was Danish, uh, or, or group. Or may even be a group. I had no idea there was a Danish collection, but I think it's "Move Your Feet" by Junior Senior. Yes, it is. Correct. Well done. Well done. Yeah, "Move Your Feet" is the name of it, and Junior Senior is the group involved. And you know they're a group because the question I'm going to ask the red team next is: How many members were there in Danish dance group Junior Senior? I think in two or higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 very good. <laughs> well, they're not always true. I think it like the Divine Comedy was just Neil Hannon for uh, several years. Yeah. You know. So anyway, just saying. Right. Uh, it's your question, though, Reds. How many members were there in Danish dance group Junior Senior? So, Mark, Sean, anyone? I think I'm going to go with two, just a Junior and a Senior. <laughs> That's exactly the right answer. Correct. Yep. That were their nicknames. They were Jesper Junior Martinson and Jeppe Senior Larsen. And that's why the group was called Junior Senior. And uh, final question, Reds. The video for this song, created by 
art collective Shinola, was noteworthy for its use of what art style, created through the use of software, and evocative of the output of 8-bit and 16-bit computers and video game consoles. What art style was that video produced in? Um, sorry, could you just repeat that again? The video for the song, Move Your Feet, was created by the art collective Shinola, was noteworthy for its use of what art style, created through the use of software and evocative of the output of 8-bit and 16-bit computers and video games. Pixels, I suppose, so is it? Did they put in the pixel, pixel, pixel what? Pixel art. Pixel art. Pixel art. That's correct. Well done. This music round's going well for the Reds so far, and here comes the final piece of music for the uh, blue team. Most of my boys are with me, some are still out seeking glory, and some I had to leave behind my brother. I'm still sappy, soon I'll be 60 years old. My daddy got 61, remember life, and then your life becomes a better one. I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter once. I hope my children come and visit once or twice a month. All right, so blue team. Yeah, I think I have that one, Dave. I, I, I think that just came to me, but you clearly yeah. had it well before me as well. Is it, is it seven years? Seven yeah? years, Lucas Graham, yeah. Yes, correct. And Sean was here. He knew it. He, I knew he'd know it, and he knew it, but hasn't come your way. Team. Unlucky. All right, two questions on that as well. Here they are. This song was number one in both Irish and UK charts for five weeks in 2016. Indeed, in the UK, it was the second highest selling song of the year in 2016. It was beaten by the track One Dance, which dominated both charts from the end of April until the end of July. Name any of the three artists who collaborated on the song One Dance. Is it, that was Drake, wasn't it? Or was it Drake yeah. and Colby or something? Yeah, and um, I don't know if it was Wizkid or someone or someone... Uh, Whisk, yeah, but, yeah. Whisk, but I think Drake's just Drake, yeah. Okay, you saying Drake? Let's go for it. That's correct. Yeah, and you named another one too. It was Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. Oh, Kyla, okay. All right, and final question. The group's lead singer, Lucas Forchhammer, sounds like a Marvel character to me, he grew up in an anarchist community in the centre of Copenhagen. What is its name? It was established in a squatted military area in 1971. However, I've given you a clue. It shares its name with the former name of the capital of Norway. Oh, well, that, um, that's Christiania, isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. formed in Oslo. Or, or is it, was it Christian Borg? No, it's Christiania. No, Christiania. Christiania yeah, yeah. is the correct yeah. answer. Well done. Full name, Freetown Christiania, but known apparently uh, just by Christiania. So that's acceptable. All right, end of the round, and let's go check the scores before we take our second ad break. Blue two four two points. Red two ten points. All right, so the gap is still four, so you, everyone broke even there in that round. We're going to take our second ad break. Please don't go away. We'll be back in about two minutes' time. This is After the Fact on Clamars Community Radio, with the questions tonight all being about Denmark. Now, after three rounds, the blue team of Patrick Carthy and Dave McBride are on 14, and they're leading by four from the red team. That's Sean McDermott and Mark Lynch, who are on 10. Right, no delay, let's go. Round four is here. And in this round, I will ask the team that is in a question. They get it right, they give me a point. All right, they give me the answer, I give them a point. 
they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can go on until the most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they'll get a bonus six point for the achievement. A wrong answer at any stage will see control of the game go across to the other side, who will get the next question, and can actually get a bonus on the one that was missed. Right, we're going to start with the team that's trailing. It's still the Reds. So Reds, here you go. First question for you. Chuborg, Cronenberg, Summers B Cider, and Russia's best-selling beer, Baltica, are some of the other brands produced by which brewer headquartered in Copenhagen? Carlsberg. <laughs> Sean, didn't, Mark, you didn't get any... You, didn't, you weren't needed there. You weren't needed I there. I didn't need to know. <laughs> you weren't needed on that one. All right, that's correct. Well I questioned done. my drink. I wasn't getting that wrong. <laughs> right. Okay, question two. Nine years after losing her first Grand Slam singles final, which Danish professional tennis player won the Australian Open singles title in 2018? Wozniacki. Is correct. Caroline Wozniacki. Number three here. Which former duchy, now divided between the modern countries of Denmark and Germany, gave its name to two wars of the 19th century? Sorry, I just didn't quite catch the start of that. Okay, which former duchy, you know, D-U-C-H-Y, now divided between the modern countries of Denmark and Germany, gave its name to two wars of the 19th century? Is it Schleswig? Yes, yes it is, yes. I'm not going to be too bothered about how you pronounce that. I would be going with Schleswig. Okay. But hey, I'm only... You know, that's pardon, just, pardon my German. That's my. That's just my, my, my uh, go at it. Right. Question four, aka, who was listening to last week's program? When the Sydney Opera House was declared a World Heritage Site on the twenty eighth of June two thousand and seven, which Danish architect became only the second person to have received such recognition for one of his works during his lifetime? Oh, um, um, oh, it's. The tip of my tongue um, begins with you. Utsen. Utsen is correct. Well done. Yarn Utsen. Now, that's four in a row. So here comes the fifth question. And judging by your performance at Music Round, it might be uh, up for a runner here. Fascination, 10,000 Nights, and Boyfriend are all hit singles released by which pop band hailing from the Danish town of Silkeburg? Oh, Sean, any, any idea you there? I had a song playing in my head and I said, I can't who sings it. <laughs> so I think pa- is it Alphabet? I- <laughs> yes, it is. That's a very good show there. And that's your five in a row. And the bonus point is secured. All of a sudden, you guys are in the lead. Oof. However, the other side get in now. So here's their questions. Blue team. There are about 406 islands in Denmark, not including the Faroe Islands or Greenland. What is the name of the largest of these, both in terms of area and population? That's Zealand, isn't it, Dave? Well, actually, no. It's it's. Uh, I, th- I thought Zealand. Well, Zealand is certainly the biggest in population, but yeah. I thought by area, the North Jutland, North Jutlandia. I think is, it, I is, think it's second, Dave. It's bigger. You think it's second, is it? Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly Zealand by area. So I guess, Well, sorry, by Zealand population. By population so yeah. If you're yeah. saying that it's both, it's presumably that. Okay, we're going for yeah. Zealand. Yeah. Correct. Right. The ant chair, the tongue chair, the series seven chair, the swan chair, and the egg chair are all examples of furniture created by which Danish architect and designer? Oh, God, what's his name? 
I know this. Yeah, yeah, check I. Um, it's. Have you anything here, Patrick? Uh, I'm trying to think of it myself. Um, oh, come on. It's a, this is a chestnut, the egg chair thing. Um, it's. Oh, no. Is it, is it Jacobson? Ackerson. Jacobson. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't think so. I thought it was they're known by his name. Uh, I think it was a shorter name, possibly beginning of the day. But, Three but seconds, guys. I need an answer. I'm not coming up with anything, so you might have to go with yours. Uh, Jacobson. Jacobson is correct. Oh, well done. Well done. Yes. It's <laughs> well done as right. Arne Jacobson is the name of uh, that. Uh, Arna was the name I was trying to come up with. Ah, yes, so that, <laughs> okay. was, that was his first name, is Arna I, I said it was beginning with A. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so well done. Uh, that was, uh, you went the full minute there, just to really drag out the drama. Well done. Suspension, yeah. Okay, next question for you guys. Which filmmaking movement was started in 1995 by Danish directors Lars von Trier and Thomas Vinterberg, who published a manifesto outlining rules to create films based on the traditional value of story, acting, and theme, and excluding the use of special effects or technology. Uh, Dogma 95. 95 yeah. Oh, that didn't take you so long. Dogma 95 is the correct answer. Okay, uh, what are we on next one? Right, on her accession, Queen Margareta II became the first female monarch of Denmark since Margareta I, who had been the ruler of the Scandinavian countries until 1412. Now, since 1513, though, Danish monarchs have traditionally alternated between which two names? Yes, Christian and Friedrich. Oh, Christian and Friedrich, yeah. That's a good one to know when you got it right. Well done. I had already mentioned Christian 10 earlier, so that kind of gave a little bit of a help there, I think. Okay. Now, best remembered for his fairy tales, the prolific writer Hans Christian Andersen was born in 1805 in which city? Then the country's second largest, but now the third largest behind Copenhagen and Aarhus. That would answer. Um, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I think it's Turk. Odense. Odense, or I think it's Odense. Would be Odense. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. No Danes here to give out. <laughs> so that's good. And that gets you your bonus point. So I've asked uh, 10 questions and we're uh, all right so far. Okay, next one for Red Team. What nickname was commonly applied to the Danish men's national football team during the 1980s when they played with a particularly swashbuckling style featuring the attacking duo of Michael Laudrup and Preben Elkier? Funnily, both the name and the style were dropped by the time the team became the surprise European champions in 1992. But what was their nickname during the 1980s? Danish Dynamite. <laughs> when you know it, you know it. And Mark knew that. That's correct, Danish Dynamite. Uh, I believe a documentary was made recently about that team, uh, featuring that as its title. So let's say, I hope there's no Danish Dynamite in November when we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Reds, your question again. The second woman to hold the title, she is also the youngest Prime Minister in Danish history. Who has been Prime Minister of Denmark since June of 2019? 
studying this today. Friedrichsen is her name. Yes, correct. Meta Friedrichsen. The nickname of which medieval king of Denmark from 958 to 986 AD, and then Norway from seven, around 970 AD, was brought to modern prominence in 1997 by Jim Kardak of Intel, whose company had just developed a system that would allow mobile phones to communicate with computers. Now, I want two, two names here, please. Sorry, just to repeat that again? It was uh, the nickname of which medieval king of Denmark who ruled Denmark from 958 to 986 and Norway from 970, was brought to modern prominence in 1997 by Jim Kardak of Intel, whose company had just developed a system that would allow mobile phones to communicate with computers. Bluetooth. <laughs> it is Bluetooth, it's right. But what's the other name? Because um. I want two names, you see. Um. And you've got uh, 16 seconds left. So, is this? Yeah. Oh, is it his first name? Is yes. Harold, is it? <laughs> Another minute used up completely there. Well done. Yeah, Harold Bluetooth is that man's name. So. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Yeah, for sure. All right. Which Danish former professional road bicycle racer finished first in the 1996 Tour de France? Since 2008, following an admission by him of the use of performance-enhancing substances, the Tour have reconfirmed his victory, but with an asterisk beside it to indicate his doping offences. So who's that? I remember him, and he was... I'm pretty sure he was here in the 98 when he was on in Ireland, wasn't he? He was... I'm a cyclist. Um. Yeah, so what's the name of that Danish former cyclist who finished first in the 1996 Tour de France? I'm trying to think. Um, no, it's not. The one that's coming into my head. Um, I think he's German. Uh, he was covered drugs and cycling. I'm just trying to think. Um, okay, 30 seconds left. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the same. No, the, uh, okay. It's not. It's something. It's not. Is it? It's like the not. I don't know. Is it pronounced the same as the the two footballers? But is it kind of Risa? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Reese. Reese. Okay. R I I S. Right. And this is for five in a row now. And here it is. In 1948, a new letter was added to the Danish alphabet. The letter originated in the Swedish alphabet, where it had been in official use since the 18th century. After much debate, in 1955, it was decided to place this letter last in the Danish alphabet. The letter is constructed by placing a small circle above which existing Latin letter. So, there's your question now. It took me a while to get it all said. It was added to the alphabet in 1948. It took them until 1955 to decide where to put it, and they decided to put it last. It originated in Sweden, where it had been used since the 18th century, and it's constructed by placing a small circle above which existing letter? Oh. 
I think my luck has run out in this one. <laughs> well, I'll say you've got a 1 in 26 shot if all comes to it. <laughs> the only thing that's, that's coming to mind, but I, I mean, I'd say it's older than that, but it's the only kind of thing that's just popping into my head, is the O with the, the thing to it. Is it O? Is that your answer, O? Unless, unless do you have anything else? I was thinking H, but if you want to go for O, <laughs> he's thinking H. You can go for it. Okay, well, you pick one. I'd say go with H because I'm only, you know, kind of, okay. it's just, I'm afraid it's not right. So, across we go. And uh, blue team, you might get a bonus here. You're in. What letter am I looking for? That is base. Uh, that the new letter that was added in 1948 is constructed by placing a small circle above this letter. Which letter is it? I think it's A. It is A, correct. So you're back in and currently one point up. All right. This one I don't think will delay you too long. Which Danish physicist who made foundational contributions to understanding atomic structure and quantum theory received the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1922? Niels Bohr. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't even have to start the clock on that one. There we go. Next question. Which stadium, the home of FC Copenhagen and the Danish national football team, also holds the record for the largest venue to host the Eurovision Song Contest? In 2001, a total of 35,000 people saw the show live from within the stadium. It's Parkin. It is indeed the Parkin, correct? Well done, when we got that. Which Danish philosopher, theologian, poet and social critic, who died in 1855, is widely considered to be the first existential philosopher, though he did not use the term? Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. Correct. Two, three, four. And, uh, okay, for five here. Which Danish author is best known for Out of Africa, an account of her life while living in Kenya, and her story Babette's Feast, both of which have been adapted yeah. into Academy Award-winning motion pictures? Okay, so you don't the real name or the pen name. It's uh, uh, Isaac Dinesen or Karen Blixen. Karen Blixen, yeah. Wow. Well done. And another one there. Two points. Well done. All right, final question of the set. Red team, it's been in the news a bit in the last week or so. It's a very topical question, this one. But tell me, please, what's the name of the capital city of Greenland? Oh. <laughs> Everyone looks, <laughs> looks around. I'll tell you what it'll be in a couple of years' time. <laughs> um, oh, it's, yeah, it's Nook. Nook. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And there's a second U in there, so I don't know where it's Nook. But uh, it's N-U-U-K is the name of the capital city of Greenland. All right, let's go and check the final scores with Clancy. That was very high quality, very high quality answering in that round, chaps. Well done, everybody. Here's the answer, here's the score now. Blue team 26 points. Red team 21 points. So it's a five point win for the blue team. The champagne corks will be popping at blue team headquarters tonight as that win means they have clinched the series title with two episodes to spare. So congratulations, blue team, Patrick and David. Well done. Thank you. And uh, hard luck, Reds, Sean and Mark. You put in a valiant fight there. <laughs> Up against some big guns here tonight. And uh, only losing by five points is no shame in that. So uh, well done and hard luck. Okay, we're back next week with the second last episode of the series. And uh, hope you'll join us. If you're listening to us online, don't forget the podcast extras are coming up. Uh, straight away after this so until next week goodbye 
podcast extra. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, I was studying up today myself. I was I was wondering about um Greenland. Will that be <laughs> Donald Trump? Mark, now yeah, we've we're not in the habit of telling anything to anybody before we actually ask the questions. So that's just going to have to be a mystery for you over the next few minutes, okay. and we'll see how we go. Best of luck in working that out. <laughs> no. Denmark tonight. Wow, and that seems super loud in my ear. My headphones must be turned up really loud. Okay. Blue to five points. Red to one points. One points, Clancy. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Clancy's grammar has deserted him. Let's go again. Okay, anybody need a break or anything? I'm good. Just for one second, I just need to charge them with a baby monitor here. Okay, all <laughs> so right. I just need to make sure that it's, it's the battery's just running out. And it's to that wouldn't be good. Yeah, you need to get that sorted out big time. Yes. Perfect. Just two seconds there. Sure thing. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky there, Dave. Now you did. You had fashioned the answer basically, but you just couldn't give me the the title. Yeah, I wasn't aware of the Seamus Heaney poem, so I think that's what cost us, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm back. Okie doke. And I will play the intro piece, and we will be back with the music round. All right, again, I'll ask if anybody needs a break. Or, oh, <laughs> someone has left. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that was me. I had to shoo a cat out of the room. But <laughs> Oh, the glamour of late night quizzing. There we go. Right, uh, will we just press on, so? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, everyone's good? Everyone's good? Okay, we'll do. Uh, Jutland is not an island. Well, no, no the northern part north of it. Jutland is the yeah. northern peninsula. Oh, the right. Well, no, it's, 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 peninsula it's still. Was, uh, the sea broke through it in the mid 19th century. And it's, that's, I'll look at, I, I, I can look it up at the end if you want, but I'm pretty confident with that question. And you got it right, so we'll move on. <laughs> okay. And the final question of the set <laughs> comes back to the Reds. No, that isn't five. That isn't that, well, oh, it's five in a row. Do you With count the, the passed over one? I do, yeah. Because yeah. that was over your start of writing, you know. But if you got it wrong, you would have still got the next question, and that would then have been your start. And then you'd potentially get five. Oh, I see. Okay. So you have your five. If five is in the bank, yeah. you can now go to the bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, well done, everyone. That was actually excellent. Well really done. Good. Oh yeah, come back yeah. in there, lads. Okay. Thank you. Well done. Good, 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 good game. You pulled out. You pulled out a couple there. We were, didn't think you were going to get like uh, Harold and uh, uh, Bjarne Reese. Bjarne Reese. <laughs> good pulls, yeah. Although he, he he went to the wall on what was the one you went to the wall on? Uh, Arnie, Arnie Jacobson. Arnie Jacobson. And even then you were throwing it going, well, it yeah. is it just uh, Jacobson? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting with sliding doors as well. I was like. I remember that because I remember the music video for the for the Aqua. Yeah, I'm I'm kicking myself over not at least stabbing because I I knew the title of uh, Aqua's third hit. I knew I knew Turn Back Time, but I just wouldn't have recognized. I I could only have recognized the first two, but uh, <laughs> it was clearly very '90s, so I should have just punted on the third one as a guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, well done, well done, Blues. Um, well done. Oh, yeah. And the loads of blue team here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. the force. And um, okay, until well, next week. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Good luck. Bye. 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 Yes. Bye. 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 Podcast extra super bonus time.
Okay, so we have a huge crowd, but this question is going to work for everybody, all right? Okay. Are you ready there, chaps, online? Yeah. Okay, here comes, yep. here's my warm-up question for you. 11 people have hosted the Rose of Tralee show on oh. television oh. since 1959. Okay. okay. So we're going to go around the room. 11. 11. 11. Oh, jeez, I haven't a hope. Good Lord, talk about that. A loud laugh there. Can I answer first? I have, yeah, I have another one. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Sean. And since you're here, Sean, yeah, you can answer first. Dahi O'Shea is one. Dahi O'Shea is correct, yes. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Um, what we call him? Ray Darcy. Ray Darcy, his immediate predecessor, yes. correct. Marty Whelan. Marty Whelan, yeah, 97 2002, very good. Mm. I have, I think, an obscure one, Derek Davis. Derek Davis, yeah, 95 to 96. Mm. Very good, Mark. Dave or Patrick, who wants to shout? Gay Brown ever do it? <laughs> did he ever do it? Yeah, he only did it for about 20 years. 1974. <laughs> That's to, the only one I know. <laughs> 94, right. right. Patrick, you're the only one left? Uh, that, that, that'll be not, the 20 years I was in the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ryan Tuberty? Ryan Tuberty, yes. 2003 yeah. and 2004. How many is that now? So that six is over. one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, You've gone back as far as... Well, I tell a lie about Gay. He was 1974 to 94, but one year off. Mm. Oh. which was 1977 so there is another name there for that oh, and yeah. everyone and we need before 1974 from here okay. on oh. so back to you Sean <laughs> your era Sean young boy um, the fuck is this here? pick somebody famous and Irish oh I have one who might have been working in television at the time oh, Martin Morrissey maybe Martin <laughs> uh, no I'm afraid Marty was but a garçon in 1974. He yeah, definitely. Right, okay. John? Uh, God, I can't blank. Um, it's useless in these two lights. Only babies. Um, I go Cyril Cusack. Cyril oh, Cusack is, is unfortunately no. But he's an actor. He is. Anyway. Yeah, I might, this might be a All right, gore. go on, Andrew. And people might be annoyed. Eamon Andrews. Eamon Andrews, no. Oh, no. Ah. You're in the right era, though. I'm afraid oh, not, though. No, Eamon Andrews. All right. Can I uh, try guess with the other? Go on. If it's not Eamon Andrews, Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan, yes, two years. Oh, 19, 1968 to 1970. Wow. wow. Actually, that's three years. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Patrick or D- Dave. Dave next, actually, in the order we went around. I, I've nothing else then. I mean, Andrews and Wogan would have been my punts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All, All right. right. Dave is playing a very rare Dave McBride before my time card, which really? I didn't think he's very I didn't think was he, he No, it's also before well well, I suppose now now we're back to the before nineteen seventy four, it's before my time. <laughs> <laughs> before all our time. The, uh, it's more the after my time. I, I, no, I lived in Ireland. You, 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 I, I basically only lived in Ireland in the gate when uh, seventy four to ninety, so it's sure, the, the but gate very Don't worry, all of the people after your time are now said. So there is literally only the before nineteen seventy four mm-hmm. people left. Of which Terry Wogan has 1968 to 1970. Yeah. I've another yeah. name now. I know it's in my goal, but I've never. Okay, hold on, hold on. Patrick uh, Carty has another goal. All right. It's his goal. I know that. <laughs> Patrick. Yeah, they were the ones I would have gone with. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Uh, Mihal O'Hare or someone, I don't know. Mihal Well, that would have been brilliant, but unfortunately yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, uh, we'll skip the young books because yeah. they have no. Yeah, no, no notion. So, okay. uh, uh, Mike Murphy? 
Mike Murphy, another good guess, but no. Oh, <laughs> I'm gone now. I think we might call it at this. I think we might have reached everyone's uh, knowledge. Uh, I'll tell you what they were. So, the first host, who I know nothing about, 1959 to 67, was a man called Kevin Hilton. Never even heard the I don't name. know who he was. Fair play. Yeah, well. Then Trey Wogan took over, 68 to 70. Then Brendan O'Reilly, if anyone remembers Sports oh, Stadium. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the host yeah, of Sports yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah. He did it. Yeah. He did it in 1971 and 1973. Okay, well, and in the middle was a man called Michael Toomey. I know. Yeah. I don't know who he is either. We wouldn't know this. Yeah. No, Brendan O'Reilly. Good. What a suave kind of debonair chap he was. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah. All right, there you go. Well done. I, I don't think anybody won. Yeah. On the side note... But I got you warmed up. Anybody remember Brendan Bath? Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Bath's not dead. I know that. <laughs> I remember I Brendan Bath. I, I thought, oh, do you know, he had a great voice, radio voice, Brendan Bath. I was equated by, by the way, to, uh, to uh, Marty Whelan on the radio, which upset me greatly when I, I, I was told I sounded like Marty Whelan. Oh, yeah, it's very upset. Nothing wrong with Marty Whelan. I'm going to stand up for the Marty Whelan here. That's very upset. All right. Yeah, sure. Fine. Okay, uh, let's uh, get the... I'll get the... Okay. Yeah, we'll...